Luke, the first chapter, we're going to look at verses 26 uh, through 28. There is a grace, there is a special ability recorded in the Word of God for being a mother. From the start of the time that you're a mother till you are finished. Now, in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said unto her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Notice with me, Gabriel said, highly favored. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that she was chosen to be the mother of our Lord and Savior because she came from a royal family? Is it because she lived in a palace or she was extremely wealthy or she was highly educated? Or maybe she attended a class on how to raise the Messiah. No, when God chose the mother of Jesus, he went to a teenage girl who lived in a sleepy little town called Nazareth, an unusual person from an unusual place. And the question I have for you today is, what was it he saw in her? Why was he willing to entrust her to raise his son? How could he call her highly favored? I believe this. Because she had some characteristics that are undeniable to be highly favored of God. And that is, number one, she believed his word. She said, be it unto me according to the word of God. Mary had an unwavering faith. She had confidence that the God with whom nothing was impossible was going to deliver her a son. Her response was, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. And she began relying on the grace of God and the favor of God to be a mother from day one. It took a lot of faith to accept this supernatural assignment. We haven't been asked to raise the Son of God. Have you, Mom? But perhaps you've been entrusted with a son, a daughter, or even a grandchild, or a foster child, to nurture, to raise them up, to be godly men or godly women, to fulfill their destiny. I want to tell you what, there is no higher call than to train your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, to be there with them, to speak God's plans and purposes into their lives, to watch over them in prayer, and to be a godly parent. Thank you for those three hallelujahs. We can instill the Word of God into their hearts. We can teach them to hear from the Lord and to know His voice. Mary declared herself, then and there, to be the handmaid of the Lord. And she relied heavily upon Him. And this morning, I not only want to talk to you about grace and favor for moms, but I want to talk to you today about great grace upon all of you. Great grace upon all of you. 
In Romans 8.31, it says, If God be for us, who can be against us? Kenneth Hagin said it like this, If God is for you, what difference does it make who's against you? When someone comes along and asks you, Can you do me a favor? What they're asking is, you to do something for them that they could never do themselves. Grace and favor in your lives makes a huge difference. It has sustaining power. It has protecting power. It has preserving power. When the favor of God is upon your life, you can bank on it. Everything is going to be all right. I love what Webster says about favor and grace. He says it gives you an advantage for success. Here's what favor does for you, moms and dads and everyone here. It supports you. It endorses you. It assists you. It makes things easier and it provides you with advantages and gives you special privileges. I'm telling you, when the favor of God is in you and on you and all around you, here's what happens. It opens doors. It creates opportunities. It can even turn allies or adversaries into allies. It can turn outlaws into in-laws, whatever. When the favor of God is upon our lives, it accelerates progress and it brings great blessings. Favor is the birthright of every believer. Expect it, believe it, and confess it right now. Say it with me, I have favor. I have favor with God. And I have favor with man. In the early church, it says that great grace was upon them all. The word great there means mega. It means big. Something was on them that was bigger than them. From the least to the greatest. Don't doubt it for one moment. You are a favorite of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are His child. You are His heir. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you are complete in Him. The favor of God is all around your life. You may not have seen it manifest yet, but you just keep declaring it. I'm a favorite of the Lord. I have favor with God and man. God has given me special privileges. Access this great favor, moms. Access this great favor, church family, through faith. Confess, declare that you have the favor of God. In Proverbs 19 and verse 12, it says, The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as the dew upon the grass. Yes, his favor is just like dew upon your life. And did you know that you and I can grow in grace? In 2 Peter in chapter 3 and verse 18, it tells us to grow in grace. And in the knowledge and Savior of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, friends, the more you get to know Him, the more you draw nigh to Him, the more time you spend in the presence of the Lord, the more reality of this favor will come into your life. I believe that God wants us to grow, to excel, and yes, even be excessive in divine favor. Hallelujah, I prophesy an overflow of favor over you. 
I prophesy an overflow of favor upon you moms. I prophesy an overflow of favor upon this church. Oh, thank God. Let's grow in grace. Let's grow in the grace of God. Now, one way, but not the only way that you and I can grow in grace is just be humble before the Lord. And that does not mean that we have some sort of self-degradation, that we examine ourselves to the point where we pick our guts out. No, that's not true humility. True humility is understanding that you are what you are by the grace of God, but at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, and the middle of the day, you are somebody in Christ Jesus. Somebody help a preacher preach today. Look at James chapter 4 and verse 6. Notice this verse of scripture. This will help us tap in to greater grace and more grace and cause us to grow in grace. Ready? Read. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resist the proud. He gives grace to the humble. What does it mean to be humble? He says, if you'll humble yourself under the mighty hand of God... He will exalt you in due time. God has no problem exalting the humble, but he does resist the proud. Now, a proud person goes about their life as if they know the better way. A proud person never checks in with headquarters. Oh, but a humble person acknowledges him and all of their ways. A humble person knows that without him, he can do nothing. A humble person is totally dependent on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Lord, I've never been this way before, but you've been there. I'm asking you to show me. I'm asking you to lead me. Lord, I need to make this huge decision. I'm asking you for wisdom. Direct my steps. Lead me in the right path. Hallelujah. And so be a humble person. Don't be an arrogant person. Don't brag about you, yourself, and I. Brag on Jesus. It's in Him that we live. It's in Him that we move. And it's in Him that we have our being. You got up today because of the grace of God. You were able to drink some coffee today by the grace of God. You're going to be able to have fellowship with your family today because He favored you. And His favor is for your whole lifetime. Hallelujah! Grow in humility. Grow in grace. Depend on Him. I'm prophesying to you today that there is grace for moms, grace for employers, grace for team leaders, grace for deacons. There's grace on the job. There is grace on 880. There's grace on 680. Come on, somebody. There's grace at the Coliseum. There's grace at AT AT&T. There is the grace of God up upon you all. Everyone shout, great grace. Great grace. Hallelujah. See, His grace is your help. I don't know about you, but Pastor Mark needs all the help he can get. And Brenda will attest to that fact. We all need all the help we can get. That's why he told you and I to come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. How many times do we find ourselves in need? But how many times... Do we go to the throne of grace where we can obtain it? Come on, somebody. At the throne of grace is where your help is. 
And with enough grace in your life, you can be an awesome parent. With enough grace in your life, you can overcome things that have overcome you for years. With enough grace in your life, you don't have to keep falling into that same sin and yielding to that same temptation over and over again. With enough grace, with enough health in your life, you can do, you can be, you can go anywhere that God would have you to go. Hallelujah! Oh, thank God His grace is honest like the dew today. Just take some of it. Hallelujah. Great grace is upon us all. Look at John chapter 1 and verse 16 in the Amplified Version. Are you ready to shout this morning? There's nothing wrong with shouting on Mother's Day. In John 1 and verse 16 in the Amplified. Oh, I love this verse. It says, for out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received, everyone say all of us. We have all had a share and we were all supplied, now notice, with one grace after another. There's healing grace. There's prosperity grace. There's serving grace. There's standing grace. We have been supplied, now listen. With one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. What this is saying to you, my brothers and sisters, that there are layers of grace that belong to you. Oh, glory to God. Heaped up, ready to be accessed by faith. Amen. Oh, I'm going to read that one more time. Thank you, Lord. We've all had a share. We were all supplied with one grace after another, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, even favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So another way that you and I can tap in To this grace and this favor for our race and for our lives is through the word of his grace. Everyone say the word of his grace. grace. What do you mean by that? Well, look at Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Acts the 20th chapter in the 32nd verse. Acts 20, 32 says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of God. Of what? The word of his grace. So the word of God is not only the power of God unto salvation, but the word of God also contains the grace of God. And so Paul is saying, here's what I'm commending you to. I'm commending you to, first of all, him and to the word of his grace. Now, what will the word of his grace do for us? Paul said that it is able to build you up. In other words, there is strength in the word of his grace. If you have been down, I submit to you, go to the word and his grace will build you up. But not only will it build you up, but he's not done there. It will also give you an inheritance... Among all them that are sanctified. 
I'm telling you today that the word of his grace makes you able to receive vision. It makes you able to see things you haven't seen before, to hear things you haven't heard before, and to do things you've never done before. In the word of his grace, there is strength to embrace his plan. God gave us the word of his grace many, many years ago when we were baby, baby Christians. And as we fed on the word of his grace, his plan and the picture of the calling of God upon our life and the inheritance that he had for us begin to get clearer and clearer and clearer. To where Brenda and I, even at a young age, we were able to get a glimpse of his glory and a glimpse of his favor upon our lives. And God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for your children. I don't care if your children are out there rebelling and living like the devil. You just stay in the word of his grace and be strengthened by the power of the Holy Ghost. And he will give you a glimpse of God's plan for their life. Don't you ever settle for second best for your life or for your loved ones. As long as God is on the throne and as long as his word of grace is still there, there's hope. And so what happens is you'll begin to embrace his plan. Everyone just go like this. Embrace his plan. The word of his grace will impart pictures, hallelujah, of your future. The word of his grace and the Holy Ghost will show you things to come. I mean, if you saw it all at one time, it'd be hard to take it all in. That's why God shows you a little bit here and a little bit there. And when you're faithful in the little, hallelujah, he'll open the door to more. And when you're faithful to the more, he'll open up the door to mucho, mucho mas. Hallelujah. Everyone say mucho, mucho mas. Great grace. Much, much more. I don't care what your age is. God's got more for you. God's got a new day for you. God's got some wonderful things for you. But just stay in the word of his grace. Stay humble before him. Walk softly before him. And let his grace take you all the way to the finish line. Say with me by the word of his grace. I embrace his plan. Now we began talking about Mary and we found out that Mary was highly favored of the Lord. And what we're discovering right now, that so are we. The word highly means extremely. It means very much so. In Psalms 5, I want you to notice this in verse 12, the fifth Psalm in the 12th verse. It says, for you, O Lord will bless the righteous. Well, that excludes me. I'm not righteous. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, you were an old sinner. You got saved by grace. And now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So get rid of those sin tags and awake to righteousness. Just in case you were wondering. For thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Now notice this. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Are you a believer? Are you born again? Then you are righteous. And favor is the birthright of every born again believer. 
Favor is his help. It is his support to raise our families. And he's also given us the Holy Ghost, who is our heavenly helper, sent to assist us, to teach us, to comfort us, to counsel us, to strengthen us, and to intercede for us. And here's the lie of the enemy. The enemy may be telling you that he has an advantage over you. That he has a stronghold over your relatives, even if you have a relative in prison today. Here's what your confession should be. Devil, I don't think so. The force field of favor around my life and around my loved ones is stronger than any stronghold you may present to me. See, that's what the devil sees when a person knows who he is in Christ and knows that they're highly favored of God. He may come out against you and he senses and he tries to mess with you. But when you know who you are in Christ, he cannot get through that force field of divine favor around your life. The Amplified Version says, as with a shield, you will surround me with goodwill, with pleasure and with favor. Hallelujah. Just go like this. Say it with me. I'm surrounded with goodwill, pleasure, and favor, and goodness and mercy. They're following me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Surround means to encircle, to encompass, or to protect. Here's what favor will do for you and your loved ones. It will protect them, protect you, and it will preserve you. What is this grace? What is this favor? It's undeserved. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. It is, in fact, the operational power of God. Grace and favor is him doing for you what you could never do in your own strength. It is real. It's the manifest presence of God. It's the peace of God. It's the protection of God. It's the preservation of God. And listen, just as Mary started her journey when she said, Be it unto me according to the word of God, Mary experienced his grace every day of her life. Don't you know it took grace for her to stand at the cross? Don't you know that it took grace for her to carry on after the master ascended into heaven? You see, this grace that God gives you isn't just for us at a young age, a middle age, or an old age. This grace is for your whole lifetime. I want to bear this out in Psalms in verse 30 in verse 5. In the Amplified Version, Psalms 35, it says this, For his anger is but for a moment. And that's good news to many of you. Some of you missed it. His anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. In his favor is life. Now weeping may come along. Difficult times may come along. 
The storms may come. The rain may fall. The floods may try to overtake you. But when your house is built on the rock of the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and His favor is in you, on you, and all around you, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. And not only that, but I'm telling you, joy is going to come in the morning. There may come a mega storm against you to take you out, but God's got mega grace. God's got mega favor to see to it that you make it to the other side. Woo! Glory. Joy comes in the morning. Look at your neighbor and say, Joy is coming your way. It comes in the morning. <laughs> Everyone go ha ha if you die. <laughs> Favor for a lifetime. Look back and just think about all that he's already done for you. When I think of his goodness and how he showed favor to me, it makes me want to dance. When I think of his favor in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 40s, in my 50s, and now in my 60s, it makes me want to shout, shout all day long. When I look at the future with a smile on my face, when I look to my 70s, my 80s, and my 90s, it makes me want to dance, dance, dance. Because this favor is for a lifetime. He said, I'm never, ever going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. My hand is upon you for good. Trust me. Believe me. Expect me and I will take you through. Hallelujah. Someone go hallelujah. Someone shout glory. Just think what he's already done for you. My Lord, Raul, think of what he's done for you. You were a mess. Now you got a message. Glory to Just think what he's done for you. You were a real test to some of your moms. But look at you now, sitting up in church. Looking all good, reading up your hand, shouting the victory. Glory to God. You were a big test, but God's made you a testimony. When I think of his goodness, think about what he's brought you through. Some of you were on the brink of death, but he brought you up and he brought you out. Some of you have experienced bankruptcy in your life before. Now, glory to God, you got three savings accounts. Because God's been so good. Because your good, good father has been so good to you. Just think about what he's already done. Let's not talk about what he's going to do. Let's just rejoice in what he's already done. Let's just do some rejoicing in the goodness of God. Let's look back and thank him and praise him. And let's open up the door to the king of glory to do more in our lives. 
Some of you were on food stamps. Now you're buying groceries for your neighbors. Don't you get under condemnation if you're on food stamps now. It won't be long before you're buying grocery for your neighbors too. Come on, somebody. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You just keep trusting God, keep believing God, and he's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you up. Look at your neighbor and say, he's bringing me out, and he's bringing me up. Some of you not too long ago didn't have a job. Now you've got people knocking on your door offering you three jobs. And now you've got to be dependent on him because you've got to trust him to get, lead you to the right job. Come on, somebody. Has he done some good things for you? Oh, yeah, but pastor, I'm still having trouble. Yeah, I know the devil's at the table. But remember this, he's under the table. He's under your feet. Stop a looking at the devil that's, you know, trying to distract you and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, fixed on the Lord of favor, fixed on the God of favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Your future is bright. Expect God to act on your behalf. The person once said, if you find a turtle on a fence post, you know it has some help. That means this. I'm going to say it again. Some of you are taking notes. If you find a turtle on a fence post, you know it had some help. I was that turtle. You were that turtle. Some of you were bullfrogs. But now he's raised you up. I said, he's raised you up. Everyone go like this. He's raised me up. Now, why is that? Because favor, moms, church family, favor gets you to places that you couldn't get to by yourself. The favor of God gives you and I an advantage for success. Oh, glory to God. His favor in your life and on my life enables us, listen now, to win battles that are impossible for you to win in your own strength. I'm talking about court cases. I'm talking about this building right here. I'm talking about God making a way where in the natural realm there didn't seem to be a way. I'm talking about God enabling you to be pregnant when the best raised up their hands and said, there ain't no way. But you said Yahweh. Hallelujah. That means, yes, there is a way. His name is Yahweh. Hallelujah. Listen, it is human nature to not be able to produce results in our own strength. Hello. That's why we need God. And that's why we have God. Well, pastor, you just... You just serving the Lord. He's just a crutch for you better believe. He is a crutch. He is a brace. He is the glory and lifter up of my head. He is my all in all. He's everything to me. I got no excuses for loving the Lord my God. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah three times. And then laugh five times. Ha, 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 ha. 
Somebody says, why do you do that, Pastor? Because I feel like it. In Psalm 44, in verse 3. Psalm 44, verse 3. Let's read this together. We're almost done. Ready, read. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword. Stop right now. There. They got not their healing by their own sword. They didn't get out of debt by their own sword. Their babies didn't come to the kingdom by their own sword. Read the rest. Neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance, because thou hast a favor unto him. Now, how many of you would like to increase in favor? Now, listen, here's a key to it. You got your ears on? Good, buddy. Here's a big, huge key to an increase of favor in your life. Acknowledge what he's done for you every day. I mean, you may go to Macy's after church and the parking lot be full, then all of a sudden a parking space opens to you, you ought to say, thank you, Lord. That's the favor of God. Somebody says, yeah, pastor, that's just coincidence. I'm talking about training yourself to give thanks, and you will position yourself for a flood of favor to come upon you and to overtake you. The more thankful you are, the more you can be trusted with this great grace and favor on your life. And I don't care seemingly in the natural realm if it seems small and insignificant, you give God the glory. You give God the praise. You may be going over to Macy's and looking for some dresses. Mom, that's a good thing to do on Mama's Day. You may be looking for dresses and it's half price off. And you go home with four or five dresses, like Brenda does. And I'm looking at the four or five and I'm thinking, Shanda la 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 basa. <laughs> and she's saying, Oh, honey, but they had a sale. I got them for half price. And not only that, but I had this card. Next thing I know, what was a hundred bucks turns into about twenty. I'm thinking that's the favor of God. Now, if you're going to yield to the devil and be the devil's advocate, you say, "Yeah, well, everyone got a sale." Yeah, but I got a special sale because I'm special in the eyes of the King, and I got just what I wanted. They had one left, exactly my color and my size. What you talking about? I got favor with God in me. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Lastly, turn over to Psalm 41, verse 11, and we're going to look at that in the Amplified Version. I just dropped by this morning to stir you moms up to increase in the favor of God. I just dropped by church family to encourage you, to tell you that the God of grace loves you, His hand is upon you, and great grace is yours today. In Psalm 41 and verse 11, oh man, do I love this verse of Scripture. Would you read it with me? By this, I know 
that you favor and delight in me. <laughs> hey, glory. I felt something up in here. Read it one more time. By this I know that you favor and delight in me. Your enemy is not always a person. It can be a situation, a symptom, a diagnosis. But when you have the favor of God in your life, it means that the enemy will not be able to pull it off. He'll not be able to triumph over you. Say this with me. The favor of God in my life enables me to win battles that are impossible for me. In the name of Jesus, I'm more than a conqueror. And so when someone comes along and asks you this question, can you do me a favor? It means that they're asking you to do something for them they cannot do themselves. I submit to you this morning, his favor is fighting for you. His favor is going before you. Favor opens doors that no man can shut. I prophesy over you that God is with you, that God is for you, and that God is in you. And you don't need nothing else. So hold your head up high. Keep looking unto Jesus and realize that he is going to do some awesome things for you even right now in this service. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand to our feet and give him praise for what we've heard today.